Intro. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 542 for the week of the 13th of July 2017. It is Aussie Tech Heads, I'm Glenn Goodman and you are listening to the best tech podcast uh, in the world. How do you like them? I'm going to go through some stats actually in a minute and uh, we'll see where people are listening from because uh, you would be surprised where people hear, hear us from. But before we do that, and before we introduce who we've got on the panel tonight, let me tell you about the facebook.com forward slash Aussie Techheads and youtube.com forward slash Aussie Techheads. You can find us there, join us up. You can go to the aussietechheads.com.au paper. You can tweet us at Aussie Techheads or at Glenn Goodman and with the hashtag OzTechheads, A-U-S Techheads. All right, the other shows on the network, don't forget, are the Aussie Max Zone, Obsidian Loft, Olfar Keats and Aussie Tech Security, which has had a new a new uh, episode out this week. So, oh, I've got to mention something about that as well. I'll have to get the details. <laughs> I, have, I forgot to get them. But uh, Roger's giving away some free tickets to his security seminar in Canberra on July 24th. So I'll give you, I'll give you the heads up about that in a second. But before we do that, let's bring on our uh, our well, panel, the other panellists tonight, uh, this week, is Eric. How are you doing, Eric? Hello, Glenn. <laughs> Hello, Glenwyn. Hello. How are you? Good. How have you been? All right. Pretty good. Um, always a, always a uh, last few weeks, is always something popping up, but um, yes. it was good to uh, be here this evening. Oh, very good. And thanks to uh, Jason and Will for stepping in last week when I was in Brisbane. So, uh, yeah, so good on those guys. So, uh, yeah, where are we going to start? Let's, um, uh, that's right, I was going to tell you some stats, wasn't I? But I did bring some stats up today to see see where the show goes to, and uh, just as a bit of fun. Now, look, a very big downloader is in Ireland. So, uh, hello, Ireland. And Top of the morning to you. Yes, I know. It's it's, And then you've got the US, a big download uh, portion in the US. We've got, we've got quite a big one in Japan. How's that oh, going? Konnichiwa. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if we go through all the countries, and Eric's going to say hello in each language. <laughs> all right. Okay. Go on. Okay. Well, UK, obviously. Uh, yeah, we know that one. Yep. Canada, we know that one. Um, you know one? Eh? Russian. We know that one about. We Russian. know about, yeah. No, I can't do a Russian. Russian. Can't do a Russian. Hello. I don't know. <laughs> Germany? Das, hang on. Das Vidanya. What's that mean? I don't know. Look that up, everyone. All right. Germany, uh... It's not that one. It's uh, what is it? Uh, Actual, I can't remember. Actual oh, Gooden, 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 Gooden Morgan. Right, the Netherlands. Uh, no idea. And uh, France. Uh, bonjour. Ah, oh, good stuff. Now, um, yeah, so they're, they're, that that'd probably round out. What's at the top? The te- oh, and Australia's in there, of course. Uh, but yeah, that'd, G'day, mate. Yeah, that'd, that'd round out the top ten. So uh, there you go. So yeah, just as a, as a bit of fun. I don't think what other stats do I get out of this thing? Uh, not oh, what do we do? Operating systems. The biggest operating system people listen to is the big green one. There's these times like this. I wish I wasn't colourblind, but that looks like it is. Oh, it's an it's a Windows. Yes, Windows it would be. It'd have to be Windows. Next biggest chunk is iOS. Then we've got Mac OS X. We've got other windows we've got android and a little chunk of linux so it looks like we're going cross-platform all over the show mm. uh, download sources uh where are downloads looks like oh the web web page that's uh that would be right then itunes oh geez uh, over overcast stitcher what's that podcast addict what yeah, the web page podcast for ios uh pod Pocket Casts, Downcast, and there's a few. Where more. you get? Hang on a minute. How are they getting it from there? You don't. You don't post your uh, podcasts onto those streaming sites, do you? Yeah, a couple of them I have, but I think what happens, some of them they, I think they must just like scrape the RSS feeds from say iTunes or somewhere from other ones. Oh uh, yeah. And yep, because, yep, you know, yep. if they're starting up their platform, they must want to. Uh, you know, they want to. They don't want to start their platform with two shows. So yeah, they'd have to go scraping, but yeah, so that's just a, a bit of uh, where they're coming from. Oh, other 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 stats: device type, oh, a large chunk, eighty six percent from the from a phone, nine point six percent from a desktop, and four percent from a tablet. There you go. Mm. Are they good stats? Love it. And that's all thanks to Wooshka, the uh, podcast. Wooshka. yeah, the podcast downloading hosting platform for the stars. 
All right. Now, uh, where are we going? Let's let's start the show with. Uh, look, I think look, I can't remember. And apologies if I have done this this email before a uh, bit, but because I was away last week, I, I saw this in the notes. I can't remember doing it. I was too lazy to go back and listen to the listen to the show, the last show that I was on. But uh, there's an email here I got from Lindsay. He goes, "Hi, Glenn. Thanks for the show. Always look forward to always look forward to it." My question is: Is it safe to remove the bloatware you get from your when you buy a notebook? So he must have got a Toshiba. Toshiba in brackets. From what I've read, the possible re- from what I've read, the possible reason this almost new notebook is so slow to start and requires a reboot regularly is the extra junk yes. Toshiba have put on there. I never open yes. it, so I don't need it or want it i've heard i think jason say you can't just delete uninstall without die consequences no no incorrect you can't go to the folder that it exists in and just delete files you have to go to the uninstall section of the control panel yep um and use that and press press the uninstall option and it should run you through Uh, a lot of these programs they put on there are actually they're it's um it's all comes up in the boot the boot, um, uh, what do you call it? The boot order or the boot, whatever it is. Yeah, it just it boots up. up with it. Mm. Startup, yep. startup. It's all in the startup command. So if you, un- if you, even if you do want to use it, you can take it off your startup uh, menu, but yep. you will need a program like, and I've got it here because I use this. Well, I'll um, tell you one that I find quite easy too after you say yours. And then, it might be the same one. Could be the same one. I'll, I'm just getting mine up now. I'll tell you. Because I can't remember the name of it. I'll tell you. Um, it's the it's the AVG antivirus, but in that it's got a lot of other options like fix performance, don't start this up, put this one to sleep, blah blah blah. Right. But you know you're gonna have to pay for that. Yes. Yeah. I was gonna say I think you must have paid for that AVG, but uh, yeah. what what you can use is a program called C Cleaner. Uh, and that will not only will it clean out your temp files and all your the ugly stuff that just hangs around, uh, but this is after the machine's been used for a while. But it also has a function there where you can uh, disable or enable certain items in the startup. So there's a little section where it's nice and easy. Click on startup, and then it lists all the startup programs. So you know things yep. that, like the bloatware that comes with it. If you don't uninstall it, like I don't know the Cyberlink video producer, you know all these, the DVD player, yep. Yep. all this. Yeah. Um, and even so far as, you know, if the computer is running slow, you don't want, you know, say Adobe Reader starting up even. Like, you know, like, no. I'm sure you can wait. Should, for, yeah, two you seconds. Should only start it up. Start, Adobe, shouldn't, Adobe shouldn't start up unless you click on a file to open it. That's and then right. when you shut it down, it should then disable itself. Hmm. But why people start them up uh, when the computer starts is so that first time that you look at a PDF, it's there like that. It's instant. Oh, yes. Because yeah. so, so, it's sitting in RAM. Yeah. It's sitting in RAM. Yeah, that's right. But meanwhile, all your RAM's being used up. So if you go onto a a um a visual rich rich website or a, watch a video or something, suddenly that slows down because it's all all your RAM's already been used up. Mm. So either get thirty two gigs of RAM or um to tell you the truth, uninstall would be my the option. Yes. Especially if you've got McAfee as a virus checker or <laughs> or in fact Norton. Get rid of oh, it. Oh, yeah, get rid of Nortons. That's the first thing that goes. Yeah, so you pretty much... Now, look, when you download this C Cleaner, uh, get it from a site called pyriform.com. I, I think there are some sites out there that have got a bit of a, a dodgy copy of it, but it's P-I-R-I-F-O-R-M.com. It's uh, free. So just download that and just follow your nose pretty much. Uh, look, you, you, there's a registry cleaner there as well. Do that as you're at your own risk. I've never really had a problem yep. with it, but <clears throat> do it at your own risk. There's another way you can do it also just quickly for the startup, <clears throat> excuse me, is uh, if you go to your little, you know, your search box or your run box on Windows, whatever Windows you're doing, and just punch in MS config. And or I think now with Windows 10, actually, I think you might have to uh, go to the task manager and there's a startup tab there. But anyway, the C clean is pretty good. Uh, but yes, get rid of it all. <laughs> get rid of it. Vote it yeah. out. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Just go through the list. Go you know, if you, to find the uninstall section just in Windows Ten, uh, just or Windows Eight even. Just hit the the window button and just start type start typing uninstall, and it'll just come up uninstall the program. You just go yes, uh, but it does live in the control panel if you can't find it from there. All right, now let's get on to some uh, some news that's been going on. Is uh, the first one here I've got is uh, the ASIC impersonated in largest scale Australian malware outbreak. 
in the, in the past year. Now, I did receive a few of these emails. And I, got I got a couple of those too, and I thought, no. Actually, you know what I did get? Something a little bit different. I got an email saying my domain is up for renewal. Oh, yes. But it didn't It didn't come from ATH. Web hosting. So, yeah. No. And so autom- automatically I was suspicious. Yeah, I had a customer email me and saying that, uh, yeah, they got one of those. They paid it. It was 200 and something dollars. Idiots. Um, yeah, to register the domain, uh, to renew the domain. And I said, no, no, no. I said, uh, mine's the mine is the proper one. Mine is only twenty dollars. <laughs> but I said, you, you, yeah, you, I know you've just spent two hundred, but you're going to have to pay mine if you want it renewed because mine's the original. So um, yeah, uh, look, people just get sucked in all the time. Mm. You know, just that's a lesson, everyone. If you do get an email like that saying it's time to renew, uh, send an email. Don't reply to the one you've just gotten. And yeah. say and ask them. I oh, by the way, I don't understand because it's just you know that's, they'll tell you yes, it is due. Yeah. Send a, a new email. Open a new message. Send a new email to your actual um, registrar. Uh, you know, registrar if it's a registrar, for example, mm. or if it's ASIC, for example. Oh yeah. Pick yeah. up the phone. Pick up the phone and talk to them directly. Never reply to emails. No. God forbid. Yeah, that's right. And look, yeah, you know, look, I still see people every. Pretty much every week that have had either not fall not only just fallen for the you know for the scams but uh, but at least getting phone calls so yeah it's crazy. So there was a guy in Townsville, like Mackay or Townsville this week got busted. He's uh, cops come around and he's an old guy about seventy four and they really yeah and he was he was rece- charged with something about like receiving ransomware funds or something yeah and he was sending him over. I bet you. I bet you his son set that up for him. <laughs> yeah, well, who knows what's going on? You reckon he's taken the the fall? He was seventy four, but anyway. Yeah, so you're not going to send an old bloke to jail, see? Mm, maybe. Yeah, but he, yeah. Well, bad luck. He should go to jail if he's been doing that. He's probably ripped you know a lot of people out of their life savings. The oldies. Oh, there's hundreds and th- hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions each year across the country for mm. different types of you know whether it's an internet domain renewal scam or a this ASIC one here, or, you know, the bank ones are a classic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. They've, they've been going crazy. But uh, this, but getting back to this ASIC one, the link actually contained attachments for a zip file, which contains a malicious JavaScript file. So it came to the fore because of the, this, the email security gurus at MailGuard. So the exact type of malware isn't clear yet, but its purpose is to disrupt damage or gain control of your system uh mail guard now, is it, yeah sorry i'm oh, sorry does it only uh attach itself to your system if you so some people will download the zip file yeah. and not open it or does it only attach yourself once you open the zip file once you probably execute what's inside the zip file i'd imagine right okay um yeah so yeah the zip file can't execute by itself no, uh, but if you because it's just it's just a storage facility, really. Yes, that's right. And even if you had viruses on your machine, you could you could zip them up, and then they'd be they wouldn't be functional, as long as they hadn't yeah. done previous damage, like you know, and yeah. worm their way yeah, out. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So MailGuard said there was a few things to watch out for uh, from the email. It was sent from a domain asic.transaction.noreply at asicdesk.com. And ASIC desk, ASIC spell A-S-I-C-K. So that's a dead giveaway. Uh, and it was registered in China. Uh, the subject line is renewal and emails are addressed to dear customer rather than a specific recipient. That's uh, probably saved me a couple of times. You look at who it's addressed to. Yeah. If, it, if, yep. if it's dear sir or madam, you go, hang on a second, let me look further. Uh, I, even if it's addressed to me directly, I still am wary. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can be. You, well, you should be. You should be. Uh, yeah. What makes the email more deceptive is that it includes a well-formatted message that uses ASIC's branding and the government's coat of arms. So uh, a bit of copyright and trademark infringement there as well. They're, yep. they're going down. This you is know, the... <laughs> Good luck catching them. That's all I can say. Yeah. This is the fourth time this year that a email scam this widespread uh, that has been impersonating corporate watchdogs uh, has targeted Australian businesses. In 2017, email scams have also impersonated Myob, the accounting software, in two separate incidents, and Origin, the electricity provider. I think Origin, that might just be New South Wales. I'm not sure if Origin's everywhere. And Human Services, MyGov. 
So yeah, it's all uh, huh. nasty stuff. Nasty stuff. But that's what happens. Um, oh dear me. Yes, that's exactly right. So you just be on the lookout for that. Uh, now I did see. Was there another one? I just didn't. I didn't bring this story in, but just in passing, I also read that you spoke. You said something about before about John McAfee. Yes, and uh, apparently he, he I mean, Intel have been in the courts slugging it out because uh, he he sold McAfee and the trademark uh, to Intel for I oh, know seven billion or something. Quite a bit. Quite a. How yes. ridiculous is that? How much money have must you have? To blow seven billion, if that's the figure, has he blown uh, even, it? even even no 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 no. Hear me out. Yeah. Even if it was a billion dollars, I mean Intel blowing seven billion on McAfee, which no one likes to use. No, <laughs> that's right. Uh, you well, know, give me give me a give me a tenth of that, and I'll make better use of it. My yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to yeah fathom, isn't it? I know McAfee. That's that's some of the bloatware you get. That that likes to find itself yeah, on the new shocking. Systems. Yeah, the internet security suite or something. Just don't install it. Uh, it's rubbish. It's absolutely rubbish. Yeah. So that they were in court because after it sold, McAfee, John McAfee wanted to open up a some sort of tech security company called John McAfee Security Company or something. And Intel's gone, well, hang on a second, you can't because... You sold your name. That's right. McAfee, you sold your name. <laughs> that's right. And you can't just do that. So, uh, look, I didn't say what happened. Apparently, it was there was an amicable resolution. So, I'll leave you to interpret whatever you want with that. And what if... This might... is the problem when... This is the problem when, when individuals name the company after themselves. Yeah. Yeah, but... um, then you can't even use your own name. You know, you still, maybe you have Bill Gates uh, called Microsoft um, Gates Computing. <laughs> yes. but I know. Right, be, and then he sells it, and then yeah. he wants to start up another company. Oh, I might call it Gates Computing Services. <laughs> no, you can't. No, that's right. That's right. Like, uh, I, I don't even know. Like, why come he... up with a different name, people. Come up with a different name. Yeah, couldn't he just called it McAfee Guns or something? I don't know. <laughs> Remember that anything? Yeah, remember that YouTube day huh? where he was in with the guns and, and the yeah, girls. he's a bit crazy. Yeah, crazy. He's a bit crazy, oh, bloody crazy. Uh, yeah, but anyway, that's what he was. Uh, <laughs> what he was up to. Look, uh, let's move. We'll go on to another one. Uh, this thing in Adelaide, in South Australia. No. <laughs> I knew I'd get a groan out of you with this one. Now Tesla, if you haven't heard, it's not going to work. No, no. Well. Not, it's going to hold 15 minutes. Yes, that's not not a lot. But it's, I'll, we'll read the story, and there's a little bit in there that I thought, well, do they know it's not going to work? But that's, that's, I'll, I'll, get, I'll tell you what I mean in a second. So Elon Musk, oh. as you know, known for his, uh, his cars and his clean energy and space exploration and, and reaping billions of dollars from governments that he sucks from in governments. along the way. <laughs> from governments. Uh, he's, yeah, he, he's going to deliver 100 megawatt battery within a hundred days of the co of a contract being signed or it will be free uh to the south australian government now we did mention he doesn't he doesn't do anything for free i guarantee you they'll be paying through the nose for that so we i think we did mention this story a, a little while back when the actual tweet came out in march but he said failing musk said failing to deliver the project in time will cost his company 50 million dollars or more so it will be the largest, this is the South Australian now, this will be the largest lithium-ion battery storage project in the world, overtaking an 80 megawatt hour facility in California, also built using Tesla batteries. Now, I'm reading reading through these, right, reading through this, and I'm going, ah, oh, this makes me feel, you know, happy and fuzzy inside, but there's no, uh, there's no uh, figures there's there's no figures to say what what's actually going to happen like what you know what there's no accountability in the in the guts of it there's no guts of this story yeah, well I tell you, so, look the um, Adelaide just this Adelaide alone to keep all of Adelaide running 24 hours a day hmm. needs 3000 megawatts okay and so 3000 so now we got 100 this 100 megawatt battery if one suburb went down they'd be able to keep it going for 12 hours if Adelaide goes down, or not just Adelaide, but if South Australia goes down, which tends to be fairly regular because mm. you've got an idiot government down there, um, it'll go. This will keep them going for fifteen minutes. 
Yes. Yeah, so you better it it'll be cheaper to give every household in Adelaide money to buy a diesel generator and hook it to their house in case of a blackout. It'll yeah. probably cost them half as much. So then the... And and the diesel generator could probably run for twenty four hours. <laughs> and that's right, it probably could. But look then the story then this story started skewed a little bit and I'm thinking Okay, is this their little out or what's going on here? So uh, this, I'll read the, how this part goes. Perhaps the biggest risk is, is any perception that the 100, uh, the 100 megawatt hour Tesla battery to be linked to the Hornsdale wind farm is capable of replacing a shortfall in renewable power when the wind stops for an extended period of time, as it has frequently done over the past several months. The battery is not designed to do that. So what I think it, they're trying to say is that, yeah, it's not designed to, say, power the whole state for the whole day, but it's only to power you for five minutes until some other cheap electricity comes online from somewhere. I don't know where. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's like a stopgap. It's like a Band-Aid, basically. Yeah. Until so, Well, they better hurry. If the power goes down, I'll tell you what, you better have a lot of little little minions running around there flicking a few switches. <laughs> quick, quick, everyone turn it back on. Quick, 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 but, quick, because the battery only lasts 15 minutes. Yeah, the battery will be able to surge rapidly to life when demand peaks and prices spike in the wholesale market. So a battery will be able to respond to the market quicker than other backups, including gas. Well, maybe, but it's, oh, it's not gonna, it doesn't last. But it's, It doesn't last. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's another... It's rubbish. There's another, rubbish. another little interesting tidbit here that was the most recently. This is talking about the cars now, the electric cars. And I'd, I'd you know, hazard a guess and say that some of these stats are probably very similar for these batteries. But the most the recent literature review undertaken by the Swedish government found it was, would take eight years of driving to recover the CO2 used to make the batteries for electric cars. Cars. So similar Chinese research says battery cars take 30% more CO2 to produce That's than right. It's all a big cars. It's all rubbish. It is all absolute rubbish. You know what this is? This is, this is green left-wing theology. It's a religion to these people. It really is. Mm. It's because there's no proof. There's no. There's no stats. There's no. You know, calculations. No one's telling you. And the then, and then, when there is stats, they try and hide it. Because I was watching a news show the other day, and apparently they were going on about the battery and that, and they and you know the what's his name Al Gore's coming out with this the sequel to An Inconvenient Truth. Yeah. Al, um, Al fraud. Yep. yep. And he said, and I'm not sure what news channel, or not you show I was watching, but they said they invited him on to talk about it. You know, and he wouldn't come on. Instead, he goes, No, he oh, wouldn't. But he goes, Oh, Paul Murray, Sky News, it was. Was it? And he goes, Well, where's your entertainment yeah. people? I'll talk to them instead. That's yeah. So he went on. The, he went on the project instead because that all be they're all lovey dovey and you know start blowing smoke up his kabiba. Mm. But like you know, look, I don't look. I, I'm all for you know, renewables and all that. Like, yes, yeah, stop pulling the oil out of the earth. Stop burning it out in the atmosphere. Stop burning the coal. But I think it's got to be done slowly and surely. Like, it's, got to be, it's got to make sense. Yeah, that's right. I think, uh, yes, go full steam ahead with all these renewables and let's try and get off them as soon as we can. But not what South Australia is well, doing. You've got to have power. Well, look, number one, stop the subsidies to these renewables because they've got to be able to stand on their own two feet. Yeah, well, that's right. If they can't, if because the only way... Any industry is going to be competitive, and is going to be um, at the at the at the bleeding edge of technology. Is if the only way to survive is to innovate, mm. and you innovate, you innovate, and this has been proven. You will always innovate at a much slower pace if you are being subsidised. Yes, because yep. it is a it is a safety net. Now, yep. if you didn't have a safety net, I tell you what. You would be developing the best freaking battery or windmill or whatever you want to call it, and it'd be the same price of ele as electricity or coal or gas hmm. because you there it is um, you know survival of the fittest. And you could you probably know, if you don't do, if you don't do a good job, you will be out of business. And that can, simple. Yeah, and you can probably even the same could be going to like savings as well, can't it? Like say like just the general consumer savings and say business savings is like it wasn't until water prices went through the roof that you know well, well i don't know about in sydney there where you are eric but up here on the gold coast it wasn't until water prices went through the roof you go to the public toilets you go everywhere now it's all you know automatic turn off taps and uh, slow yep. 
slow running taps and all this sort of stuff. Uh, It was obviously more cost effective to do this throughout all businesses. Uh, Lights, you know, even with your house, you know, you've gone from the old incandescent, burnt too much power. So you go to the the cheaper burning ones, the fluoros, then to the down. The LEDs. That's right. And... uh, Good stuff. That's, that's well. This is about. the thing. Well, this is the thing. Let's see. This is what I don't understand. It's it's an old saying. Uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Mm. If you're not, if you're getting your hand held, right? I like it to to um, a, a a dull bludger, right? Yeah. A legitimate one, an Ill, an illegitimate one. Not a not. A, I'm not slagging off people who are on a doll because mm. some people do need to be on it. An illegitimate dull bludger who is thinking is this? Well, why should I get off my butt? And get a job when I'm getting all this money in. Yeah. Right. This is this is the dull bludger of the 21st century. These renewable energy energy companies who are getting government subsidies to sit on their ass and just do nothing. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. Oh, we'll build a mid windmill, and I get eight hundred thousand dollars a year for each windmill. I yeah. mean, come on. Well, I understand. Like you can go back and say, you know, the the reason there aren't no hydrogen cars is because there's no hydrogen fuel pumps and and you know, chicken or the egg sort of thing. So someone has to buy, you know, build up <coughs> hydrogen pumps before someone's going to build the cars and, you know, so Well, someone will develop hydrogen eventually because it is better than um elect- look, electric is not clean. To make an electric car is dirty. Mm. The the stuff that goes into batteries, lithium battery, you got nickel and all these other carbides and all this sort of stuff, you know, and you can only get some of these certain things certain materials that go into a battery, you can only get them from certain countries. So if you're building a battery in San Francisco or California, like Tesla is, mm. you've got to get nickel from Africa. You got, and it's got to be shipped over. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got to get these yeah. other materials from Japan or yeah, right. Australia and all these, sort of, and everything's getting shipped over. What's it doing when it's getting shipped over? It's burning diesel fuel. It's pumping crap mm. into the, into the ocean, forgetting, forgetting the air. That's just right. dumping stuff in the air. Right. So it's to get it to its finalized form is actually 10 times dirtier than just going to the petrol pump and just filling up. Yes. But I think there's I... less, less CO2 goes in the atmosphere mm. from pumping a car than it is making a lithium battery. And everyone knows that's true. But because it's a religion now, uh, everyone's just praying that uh, it's going to come, come good, the second coming. So that's all. It's, and carbon dioxide doesn't hurt the environment. It's not a. It's not no, it's a poison. A natural, natural occurring it's, gas. We breathe out. As I'm talking now, I'm breathing out so much carbon dioxide and make your blood, <laughs> like your blood boil. <laughs> yeah. So uh, look, look I, I'll, and as a result, this is this is why I got lots of trees at my place because I've got so much hot air <laughs> and everything's just going crazy. I don't think it's a CO2 coming out of your mouth just quietly. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So look, look. I'm all for the solar. I've got so- solar panels on the roof. First thing I did, the whole solar hot water, the whole bit. I'm all for it. But uh, we're I do- like it because of the technology, not because I think the world is ending. Yeah, well, I like it because I think you know you do, you do do your bit for the planet, but you can't. You got to you got to weigh it up and go. Well, we're not there. There yet, are, so. there, but there are there are actually better things you can do for the planet than buying a battery. Because you're not doing anything for the planet by buying a battery, and then when you charge the battery, what are we? How are we charging it? Oh, electricity. Oh, where does that come from? Coal. I yeah, mean, it's well, all. This one's going to be. It's wind. all. It's it's just ridiculous. But this one, the Tesla's going to be wind. Uh, oh yeah. How long is it going to take to charge your car on wind? Well, we'll get you over there and talk to the windmills. <laughs> now, how about we go on to remember Gangnam Style? Yes, your, I did. One of your favourite songs. No, <laughs> had a had a had a hit hit on uh, YouTube of I don't even one know. hit wonder. Yeah, oh, it was a it, while ago. Can't remember when. Is it? I don't even know this number. It looks like is it two billion? Two billion one hundred forty-seven yep. million four hundred eighty-three thousand six hundred forty-seven views. Yep. So at the time, yep. it broke, smashed, smashed the YouTube uh, counter. They had to recode it. To you know, to, to, to so it could keep ticking over, but anyway, so you think, geez, that's a lot of things that's never going to be surpassed. But lo and behold, we have a contender of surpassing us. Uh, so the song is the song that has overtaken it is Wiz. This is who sung it Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth. See you again now. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's an old ballad. I think it's an old ballad, 
but it's a it's a ballad. It's a slowy sort of song. It's something to do with uh, Fast and Furious. I think it must have been because of that guy that died in the in the movie uh, in real life. I mean, right. from the movie. Right. But anyway, it's been streamed. At Can the... you hear that? No. What are you doing? Hang on. Can you hear that? No. What are you doing? Are you playing no. it? I'm trying to. I'm trying to send it to you. So it's been. No. Okay. No, it's been streamed. Uh, two billion eight hundred ninety-five thousand three hundred seventy. Uh, two billion eight hundred ninety-five million three hundred seventy-three thousand seven hundred nine times. So that's smashed. well. I'll give you an update on a number. It's now two billion nine hundred nine million times. Oh, what? Wow, that's just going crazy. So now to put this into perspective, as as we like to do, one person that listens to that stream consecutively they would have to have started during the glacial peak of the last ice age. So that means if you were to listen to each to that song consecutively for the two billion odd times, means you would have had to have started listening 21,759 years ago. Yep. And it's, uh, gee, I'm tired. <laughs> it's warm around here. Now, according <laughs> according to, uh, an, to analysis by... Media research. Every stream on YouTube generates 0.001 of a cent for the music industry. So that means that the See You Again singers had earned 2.9 million US dollars from YouTube. Not bad money, you would say. Mm. Roughly the same amount it made from Spotify, uh, but only from 665 million plays. So, so well, YouTube's does... YouTube's good value then. Well, <laughs> you how much is you how much does Google make from YouTube? Oh, like, it must be making heaps. Well, that's right. So you've got you've got the two. You got Spotify and YouTube. You make two point nine million on Spotify with six hundred sixty five pl- million plays, and you made the same money on YouTube, but yet to have two point eight billion plays. So YouTube's so, making ten times that amount then. Yeah, yeah. keeping keeping a difference for itself. So look, there was a there's a list that they've also put out of the top, top what is it? Oh, top songs. I've got the top ten on YouTube. Uh, so forty seven of the top fifty clips on YouTube are music videos. So the top right, one was yes. that Wiz Khalifa. Uh, number two was the Gangnam Style. Number three, Justin Bieber. My God. Number four was Mark Ronson. Never heard of him. Oh yeah, Uptown Funk. Yeah, I've heard of that song. Uh, then Louis Fonzi. Despaticio or something. Despaticio. Fonzie, where's where's Rose Ralph? Rose Ralph and where, Potsy. And, and where's Potsy? Where's Potsy? <laughs> Where, where's uh, Mr. Cunningham? Mrs. Cunningham. Mr. Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Alf. What was his name? Al. 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 No, yeah. Al. Yeah, then, Big Al. Then it was uh, then it was Arnold. Yes. Yes. Little Chinese dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, t- Mr. Miyagi. That's it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift, shake it off. Andre Iglesias, Balando, Balando. No, and that's his son. Not Enrique is his son. Yeah, so he's still got two billion odd plays of that song. Maroon Five, Sugar. I think I know that one. Katy Perry, Draw. That is a good song. Taylor Swift, Blank Space. She is a blank space. Uh, two odd billion. <laughs> She's a very clever, very clever woman. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not saying she's she's dumb. I'd like to have her money, that's for sure. Uh, now, thought, geez, thought you were going to say something then, sir. Well, I'd like to have that too. Now, <laughs> President <laughs> President Trump, oh Trumpy, he's been sued by for blocking people on Twitter. How can this? You can't, be? You're allowed to block people. How can this be? You might. This ask. is ridiculous. Yeah. So so from now on. If I if if I'm watching a TV show and I don't like it mm. because of its rubbish content or I don't like what they're saying and I switch the channel, they're yeah. going to sue me for not watching. <laughs> oh look, Which... let me. I'll I'll tell you about the the uh, the the plaintiff side of the case, and I, it still won't change your or my mind. I don't think, but I can see where they're coming from. But I think it's from a place of ridiculousness. Anyway, so the lawsuit. Oh, these these are they left wing loveys? Are they? Well, of course bit, they would be. They're a bit precious. Mm. Bit precious. Oh, you blocked me. <laughs> the lawsuit. They look. They don't care. Look, they don't care. They're just looking for ways just to get in the news. That's all they're doing. The lawsuit was filed by these people, Knight First Amendment Institute. 
So oh, there yeah. you go. A free speech uh, group at Columbia. A fancy University. name that means a, a, a fancy name that means nothing. Yep. So the seven Twitter users involved claim their accounts were blocked by the president or his aides after they replied to his tweets with mocking or critical comments. Fair enough. Yeah. You don't want people. Okay. You don't want to be bullied on the on the Twitter, do you? No, no one does. People. Well, on see, Twitter... the thing is, they're saying it's it's against free speech. No, it's you you've had your right to speak. You spoke. You said something. <laughs> the fact that he blocked you means that he didn't like what you said, and he's got a right to do that too. Mm. Just as you have a right to write something he doesn't like, he's got a right to not want to read it. Exactly. So the legal complaint argues that by blocking these individuals, Mr. Trump has barred them from joining the online conversation. It calls the move an attempt to suppress dissent in a public forum and a violation of their First Amendment right to free speech. So still, so so far, you know, I'm still, I'm still, this is, that's wrong. I'm still, I'm still there. I'm still at, this is wrong. But last month, Sean Spicer, as you might or may not know, he's the, spre- sp- the press secretary, said that Mr. This is where I think tables might have turned. Mr. Spicer said Trump's tweets were considered official statements by the president of the United States. See, because he's got Trump's got the at real Donald Trump Twitter, but yeah. the official one, say the official president one, is at POTUS. Yeah. Right. So he's always tweeting from the at real Donald Trump. So therefore, you'd be yeah. thinking, fair enough, block away. But if, if he, they've come out and said that that is the official channel, does that make a difference to if he can be if he can block or not? You know what mm. I'm saying? Yeah, he should be. Of course, he can block. Yeah, people but... can say what they want, but if I don't want to listen to it, I don't have to listen to it. No, but these and that's the official channel now. That's the so. But that America is blocking those people, you know that because now that's become they're saying that's now the official. Well, who's blocking it? Real Donald Trump or POTUS? The real Donald Trump. So okay, well, mm, that's a bit grey. They're not going to win this one. No, I don't think they'll win it. I think it's still stupid. But uh, the the First Amendment applies to this digital forum in the same way it applies to town halls and open school board meetings. The White House acts unlawfully when it excludes people from this forum simply because they've disagreed with the president. And see, now that could be another a problem. Not that they have they just disagreed, but they've probably bagged him at the same time. You know, so well, if there's any if there's any sense of defamation or character assassination or um you know, accusations of illegal long wrongdoings or whatever. Well, then he's, to me, you've got a right to not listen to that. Mm. Look, I think that, you know, depending on the the, uh, the context of these tweets that were fired back to Trump, depends what they were. If they were, you know, uh, crass or, you know, not suitable even for, for kids to be reading, well, yeah, block them. You know, you don't want that. Yeah. You block them, stuff them, block them. But um, but yeah, it did turn a bit grey. But I'm still I'm still of the opinion that it's his personal account. He can block who he likes. Okay, someone else yeah. might have said it was the official the official thing. Trump hasn't said it's the official thing. It's still his personal thing. Block away. That's it. That's my. I that's, block. Every, I block my, lots of people. Yeah, I I I don't. I might have to after this. <laughs> <laughs> but Republican political strategist Cheryl. Jacobus filed a $4 million libel suit against the president uh, in 2016, against the president-to-be back then in 2016, claiming he had destroyed her career by calling her a dummy on Twitter. The suit was thrown out by a New York judge who ruled that the slur did not qualify as defamatory. So uh, It might be offensive, but it's not defamatory. Mm. So but this is the thing. This is the old, this is comes back to how our laws are here, 18C. You offended me, so I'm going to sue you. Mm. Well, why don't you go and sit in the corner and cry like a baby? Yeah, we'll do that as well. <laughs> Here's a funny story. Idiot. Here's a funny Idiot. Here's a funnier story to get off all that stuff. Uh, a sharing firm loses most of its $300,000 $300, umbrellas. Now, there's a place in China, well, little... Uh, what would you call them, uh, vending machines in China, that share umbrellas. So you know how you walk down the street in Brizzy or maybe uh, Sydney? And you, and you Do you have the, the share bikes in Sydney where you just put $2 in and you get a bike and go ride it? Well, Do you have those? 
Yeah. yeah. So think of one of oh, those. I've never used one. I tend to I, I tend to run people over who ride bikes. <laughs> so so think of the, one of those type of setups, but for umbrellas. So a Chinese firm that allowed people to rent umbrellas via an app said thousands of them have gone missing. Because <laughs> it's only two bucks. Yeah, it's two dollars. A, a deposit to unlock two pounds. Okay, four dollars. Yeah, for four dollars, you think you know what? If I don't bring it back, it's only four dollars. Yeah, like if you're if you're out in the rain, yeah, you geez, I have that umbrella. Get home, you know, so I don't get wet. You put your two four dollars in, get the umbrella. You get all the way home. You think well, I'm not going back out in the rain to return the umbrella? Because <laughs> if I return the umbrella in the rain, when I come back, I'm going to get soaked. Oh, in which case, I should have not hide got it in the first place. Yeah, or I'm going to have to hire another umbrella to get home. And when I get home, oh, I've got to take that one back and. Continue. So you can take it back in the morning. You know they should have, right? You pay for it, and you've got to put your little little tap and go card next to it, right? Yeah. And it automatically takes the as a as a deposit, not a deposit, but as an authorization mm. for the cost of the umbrella. <laughs> and if you don't bring it back in two days, it comes out of your account. But their model gets worse. <laughs> the model gets even stupider. Every half hour of use costs a further half. One, though users must top up in order to keep being charged. <laughs> oh God, who who thought of this? Each brolly now, but this is this is where the, they really, I think they're really coming into it. Yeah, got to wait to the end of these stories to get the the rub. Each brolly costs the firm sixty one to replace whatever that is. So, uh, but it is under. Well, well twenty twenty one is four dollars. Yeah, right. So sixty one is is uh, what. Times three, twelve dollars. $12. So twelve dollars. So so each rolly cost uh, each rolly cost twelve dollars. Probably a bit of a dear umbrella, considering it's coming from China. But probably they're pretty good ones. These ones, but uh, thirty million. Well, they'd probably have to be decent. Yeah. Yeah. So thirty million new umbrellas will be introduced to the scheme. So thirty million new ones. But having e umbrella plans, this e umbrella is the name of the place. So having that the well, the company plans to rely mainly on profits from adverts. Some of which may be printed on the umbrellas. So there you go. That's where the, there you go. That's where the, the the losses are going to pay for themselves. Oh, but, we'll see. But it reminds me. I don't know if I. Well, I suppose. Look, if you keep introducing every year thirty new umbrellas and everyone keeps them, all the the people who are buying ads are going to get um, infinite exposure mm. for a one-off cost yeah. because the people are going to keep using their umbrellas. So well, they are good promo products too because you look at bunnings and wherever else so every all the big corporates have got umbrellas with their names on them yeah they? yeah i got one with my car <laughs> yeah right nice nice was it raining on the day or you just they just said he's having an umbrella? no he just gave it to me he gave it to me and tried to make me feel like i was special I said mate it's only an umbrella get I, over yourself I didn't, I didn't think fiat's did umbrellas but there you go fiat i don't have a fiat <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> Look, I think I showed the picture of the stupid vending machine. There you go. Yeah, yeah I saw that. All right. <clears throat> okay. Uh, oh, here's the, here's a good here's a good story. New South Wales uh, government has back a, backs a thirty five million dollar startup hub for Sydney. Why aren't these getting done up here or all over the show? There should be one in each state or more. The hub is going to be funded by jobs for New South Wales. But you've got a Labor government up there, mate. I don't believe in jobs or or profit. So <clears throat> fair enough. Good luck. Uh, do you know who the head of this jobs for New South Wales is? No idea. This David Toady. Remember him? Who's... Tel... No, I don't. Telstra. Oh, actually, he wasn't too bad. He wasn't all. He was all right, actually. Yeah, I think he was pretty good. Yeah. Remember <laughs> so... the guy before him? Oh, the Mexican. Sol yeah. Sol Trujillo. <laughs> yes. Oh, he was good value. What's he doing these days? <laughs> oh, he's probably in jail. I don't know. Let's Google him. I'm going to Google him. Sol- he's free. He, see what he's up to. Trujillo. I'll see if I can spell it first. Oh, there he I is. It's... There he is. Is, he a, is there a Wikipedia page? What's he up to now? Hang on, let, we'll go into the Wikipedia. What other te- what telco is he ruining this time? Korea. Trujillo began his career in '74 as an economic forecaster. Uh, sure, it's the same bloke. Telstra. Yeah. Then he went to yeah. He, so he's, he started at AT and T. Graviton, they went to Graviton, Orange, SA, whatever that is, Board of Directors, Telstra, oh, big write-up for Telstra. And now it looks like he's at Unlocked, 
Trujillo joined a team of directors at a, oh he's still in Australia. I thought he went to, back to America and did something with and and destroyed Target. Anyway, Trujillo joined a team of directors at Australian mobile phone startup Unlocked in July 2016. The startup, which raised 12 million in a Series A funding, partners with telecommunication companies to display advertisements on consumer devices in exchange for a discount on their monthly bill. Oh, yeah, okay. Right. So he went from what did he do between Telstra and Unlocked? Well, it doesn't say it, this art. This Wikipedia just goes Telstra and into Unlocked. I thought he went back to Target or something in the US. Possibly. So, uh, there's nothing else there. Yeah, he might have just had a holiday. God knows he deserves one. So, oh yeah, of course. Know, he's 65. He's probably thinking of retiring. American. Yeah, just you just you'll ruin one last company then you'll retire. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyway, getting back to uh, the story, uh, that little tangent with Sol. Um, yes, this hub, the tech hub in Sydney, the startup hub in Sydney, uh, Stone and Chalk Fishburners, Tank Stream Labs and the studio have already signed up to take space in the 11th floor, 17,000 square metre hub, which will be located in York Street. Do you know where York Street is? Yes. Nice, nice part of town. Yes. When Sydney Startup Hub opens, it will be in a central location to help both local and international entrepreneurs flourish. More than 40% of the nation's startups are in New South Wales. Uh, plans to open in late 2017 or early 2018. The organisation said there were, or there will be KPIs for the hub residents. And those that don't meet the KPIs, KPIs, well, see you later. Uh, jobs, yep. See you later. Jobs for New South Wales will invest $35 million over five years in the hub. So that's $7 million a year. Uh, those on the video, there's a little mock-up of a pick of a floor. There we go. That's what it looked like. It looks pretty nice. So I think what I can imagine this being is it's just like, yeah, just like, say, little offices or little cubicles or whatever where, you know, you, you, you're granted access for whatever startup that you're doing. And it's probably just a little place for you to work. You know, come in. Yeah, look, yeah, exactly. It's all all your um your um Utilities. your fund your um, initial startup funders will be there, so you can mm. you've got access to talk to people, advisors, and whatnot. Meanwhile, you can use the space. That you, it's like those. There's a lot of co-working spaces in Sydney now. I don't know if you don't have much of that where you are. Whereas you can rent space by the hour or by the day or by the week or the month, whatever. Right. And you know, for for conferences or you know, you're a startup business or whatever. This is similar to that, except they've added now that you know you'll have access to, um, you know, the the um, the funders, mm. the people that have with people with money. Yeah, which is so, fair fair enough. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think there should be more of it. Uh, like, so what they're going to dump seven million every year? Uh, look, is it going to pay off? Well, it it probably will pay off. Like, maybe what I wonder what the government gets out of it. Are they going to become some sort of, uh, you know, in, um, investor, no, or whatever. No, I don't think so. I think it's more about, um, um, they you just, know, yeah. having, you know, it it, it creates jobs, which mm. you know, it brings brings people back into the city, and they spend money in the city, so the the economy of city of Sydney will grow yeah. over time. Um, you know, of this thirty five million they spend, if one idea that costs a million dollars hits off they'll triple their money so yeah yeah and i think it's a great idea and as you were just saying there you know you can go and rent space for an hour or two hours i was i was about to chirp in and say well what about you know you know if you need a computer you know or what you got to drag your computer with you or your laptop or whatever but i'm guessing that these are the internet you just sit down at a any computer and you can just log on to your whole world so yeah pretty much easy, isn't it? well the 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 there's a place that I know about that's really well, and, and they're, they're, they're doing quite well with their co-working space. They've got a probably about, oh, they can have a dozen different businesses in there at any one time. Yeah, right. And um, they all bring their own laptops. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and they brought and they put in a um, the TPG fiber into the into the oh, building. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, and it was a uh, hundred up, hundred down. Yeah. And um, the the rent that you pay for the hour or the day or whatever includes the usage of the internet. Mm. So um, for example, 
I've used it. I've met clients there. Oh, yeah. I've used it for um, an hour once. Because you see, where, where it is, is in my old office at Edgecliff. <clears throat> and the people, um, when I bought my practice the um, from the guy I used to work with, he half of that, that office space was his and the other half was his brother's, right? Mm. And when I bought his practice, he retired, obviously, and moved to Melbourne. He's, yep. he's now removed back to the central coast. But so we had half the space because they had half each the space. So they had half the space that was un, not being used and they didn't know what to do with it. So his brother um, and, and his brother's son came up with an idea to put up a co-working space. So they gutted that half of the building or the office, quite a big space, um, spent about a hundred grand refitting it and very nicely done too with, you know, separate rooms and benches and, you know, internet connections and chalkboards and, you know, electronic whiteboards and, you know, swish new coffee machines and all this sort of stuff. And so when I was in a transition period with my clients, because a lot of them were from Edgecliff, Double Wave or Clues, that sort of stuff. Um, initially, I would meet them at Edgecliff still. Right. Right. Yep. And I would only meet them for, I'll meet you here and usually only go for an hour. $40 that's for an hour. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. 40, and that included internet usage, you know, photocopy, cup mm. of coffee, water, whatever, right? Reception. Nice. As well. Nice. Nice. For an hour. Um, and so for a day, it might cost you X. For a month, it might cost you a couple of thousand dollars for a month, you know, to, to have the space. So, it's not, it wasn't too bad. So with the uh, reception, how does that work? You walk in, say, hey, I'm just in here for an hour. Any calls, put them yep. through to me. Then I just, yeah, put any calls, put it through me. Um, you can have your phone diverted to their reception so they can take your calls if you want. Right. And you just give her your, give her your credit card. She taps it on the way out. Yeah. And uh, off you go. Nice. And, um, and you can buy packages. You can buy, uh, you know, 10 hours, seven hours. You know, you can buy two days, five days, one month. Mm. And you, they just give you little prepaid vouchers. And you just go in. It's on your phone. And you just scan it every time you walk in. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. It's all pretty, pretty well done. Yeah, that is awesome. That's cool. Actually, um, I'll give you the website. It's called Wico. Well, let's have a look. We, Wico.com.au. How do you spell that? W. W e c o. Yeah. Dot com dot au. Well, I'm pretty sure that's the website. Let's, have, let's Wico check this Sydney. Out. Let's check this out. Oh, so it's a similar to the the hub. W e c k o. W E C O. Ah, C O. Dot com dot au. All right, let's get this up here. Oh, yeah, Edgecliff Sydney, give us a call because working from home sucks. Oh, sometimes. So there we go. Oh, it's got a video. Can we see the video? Yeah, watch the video. So, you're a freelancer or blooming entrepreneur who works from home or just about any public space with free Wi Fi. You're awesome. Let it be known. Your work is great, your ideas have legs, and you're halfway there. But how do you challenge yourself when you're just one person? How far could you go you play if you were constantly yeah, challenged and inspired by those around oh, okay. you? If you could bounce your ideas off other like-minded people and learn from their experiences. Take off with Wico, a professional co-working yeah, environment. Yeah, anyway, so it keeps going. Is but yeah, that's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, pretty good. You've probably got some pictures there. You've probably got galleries or yeah, something. But, uh, got, oh, yeah, look who's been whispering about us. Wentworth Courier, Eagle Wave, Startup, Smart, Digital Sydney, Shoestring. Yeah, so, yeah, right. Here we go. The plans go down to the bottom. The plans. Yeah, flex. three hundred bucks, ten days. Yes, yes, three forty a month, part time. Any three days yep. per week, three hours meeting room. Yeah, right. They've got a few nice That's, plans. Yeah, it's pretty cheap when you think about it, right? Three hundred bucks for ten days, so you can go there for um, ten days for thirty bucks a day. Yeah. How's that? Or even it's for pretty five, good. Even for five hundred bucks a month, like. Beats the hell out of having like a little shop or something, doesn't it? Yeah, like it beats the hell out of rent, renting space. Yeah. Five hundred bucks a month. This is classified full time. Five hundred bucks a month, five days a week, five hours meeting room per month. Per month. Yeah, perfect for growing startups. All members get all get members. Yeah, Wi-Fi, printing quota, espresso, coffee, tea, and storage. Yeah, all prices exclude ten percent. Oh, chuck another ten percent on there then. Uh, need additional pricing? Get in touch. Hear what we think. Blah blah. Yeah, how good's that? Oh, young good. dudes. 
Yeah. All young, all young startups. A lot of uh, uh, technology startups. Oh, we should be into something like that, Eric. Looks like a good idea. We need real estate first. <laughs> yes, uh, in Sydney, be nice. Okay, let's uh, get on to the last uh, last one of the week. MBN's. <laughs> you'll find this funny. MBN's copper bill. MBN's in the copper buying business. Uh, they're Why? Bit, they're Why are they buying <laughs> copper? <laughs> exactly. Are we just getting rid of copper? <laughs> yes, but they've just their, their bill has just hit one hundred and seventy-seven point one million dollars. That's a lot of copper. Oh. MBN has revealed that as at the twentieth of June, the company has purchased one hundred and seventy-seven point one million dollars worth of copper materials. Said it wasn't being used to fix up existing copper. So, so they're making copper art. Remember copper art? Oh, Pete Smith, yes. <laughs> Pete Smith, they're, they're opening all the copper art stores. Yes. That's uh, some, some uh, yeah, copper fire pokers and, and, yeah. <laughs> and all that. All right. So, uh, uh, yeah, so they said it, <coughs> oh, excuse me, they said it wasn't being used to fix up existing copper. So that means that they're doing new stuff with it. So, and obviously, obviously... Well, that's... Look, if you read it further, and I've just read this, yeah. that's a lie. Because if it's being used to... to Copper is used for the fibre to the node. Well, obviously, they're replacing the existing copper. Hmm. Otherwise, the fibre to the node is not running at premium at fast, the fastest available speed because you've got degraded copper that could be 100 years old. So, yes, it is used to fix up existing copper. But you know what they say, you know, um, when can you, when, when can you, uh, when are you able to tell a lie? And that's when you're telling it to the Senate Estimates Committee. And that's what, yeah. that, that's what they said to them. They said, we're not using it for yep. existing copper to replace it. Anyway. And, they, and they believe it because the politician is stupid. Because you think of it, right? The fibre to the node, it's fibre. So they're not using it from the backbone to the node. No, right? that's right. Yeah, okay. that's right. So they're using it from the node to the house. Now there's already copper there in the street that you could bring, that you could connect to the node mm. that runs into your house. But no, they're using it for the node because they're actually replacing existing copper, even though they say they're not. They are lying through their teeth. So MBN's most recent corporate uh, corporate plan estimates that some 51% of connections on the MBN network will likely to employ some length of copper. So that's half of it. Half of a fibre octave. It, it better only be this long. I swear. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, 50, half, 51%. Call it half, right? Half of Australia's fibre optic internet network is going to be copper. It's copper. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, we'll be, yeah, so copper is used for fibre to the node, fibre to the building basement, and fibre to the distribution point. Uh, generally, as Oh, this is terrible. This is bloody terrible. How much? 400... An average of 450 meters of copper to connect a home to a node. That's an average, right? Mm. Some will some will be shorter and some will be two kilometers, which is where they are now. Yeah. In which case, what? Just leave me on ADSL two. I want to. I'd like to know. And obviously, well, well, logically, you would think that this copper would be cheaper than if they were to buy the fiber optic stuff. Well, is this? Would well, that, I would have thought so. If they're gonna, if they're gonna. If they're going to lay something, um, well, look, even even if fiber optic was more expensive, and why don't you run fiber optics from the node into the house, for example? Well, that's the original plan, wasn't it? Well, not well the, the original node. plan, they yeah. weren't going to have a node. No, that's they were just right. going to have fiber optic direct mm. to the house from the, the exchange or the backbone or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But now they thought, well, we need a distribution point because this is out of control. Um mm. So they're spending money on the copper. What is okay? How much is fiber? Even if it was triple, right? Yeah. Just call it six hundred million instead of one hundred and seventy-seven million. Yeah. But you've got fiber from the node into your home. Mm. Now, what's so wrong with that? Yeah, and like, when you look at it, oh, look, I know this thing has cost a lot of money, and I know that I, you know, they'd be really hesitant to throw more at it. But I mean, when you look at things like this Gongski thing that's just gone through, they found five billion. Just like that, yeah. You know, I know. Just like that, and uh, give me five billion. I paid the deficit off in about three years. Yeah. Like so look at the, the the diagram down there. Right, it's got fiber which goes to the NBN. Yeah. Right, which goes either under the ground or through the power lines. Comes off the power lines. It's fiber to the node, mm. and then it goes copper to the house. Why don't you? There's copper bit between the node and now. Just make that copper. 
Make well, it fibre. Yeah, well, I think... Yeah, make that fibre. Well, I think what the, the the original plan was, well, that because that copper already existed, was that, yeah, well, we'll leave it there and we'll just... We don't have to go we'll to the node. just use it. we just got to go now, to the node. But now they're replacing it, in which mm. case, if you're going to replace it, you might as well replace it with something decent. I reckon uh, Clive Palmer had something to do with that. Did he, didn't he have a copper mine? Oh, that was nickel, wasn't it? Nickel. Yeah. <laughs> now he's making batteries for Tesla. <laughs> yeah. How's he shaking hands with Al Gore? That was uh, yeah, oh, exactly God, what's going Clive. on. All right. Clive-y. Let's get out of that. We're not going down that rabbit hole again. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. We've come to the end of another week. Uh, I've told Sorry about the rant, everyone. That's all right. It makes, makes, for, makes for a good entertainment sometimes. I reckon that's good. That's not a rant. Sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. I wouldn't call it a rant. I call it very informative, entertaining podcast. Passionate, passionate beliefs in something that isn't stupid like the left wing. Hmm. Uh, that's going to upset it. Send me an email, eric, E-R-I-K, at eric, E-R-I-K, franco, dot com dot au. Franco spelled with a C. So re- replay the podcast if you missed all that. Happy to get your emails. And you can sue me if I put it in the junk folder. And uh, Eric reserves the right to block anyone he doesn't like. <laughs> I, will, I will reply to everybody that emails me. And I won't be rude. I'll just say I appreciate your opinion. And you're entitled to your opinion, but you're wrong. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> All right. You can hear us on the Aussie Tech Eds, uh, on the Aussie Tech Radio. Uh, dot com. It's a 24-7 back-to-back. There's a few shows up there this week. All new shows on Friday. They last for a week, so jump in and get them. Uh, podcasts from Australia and New Zealand go, well, I don't think we've got any New Zealand ones anymore. I think they faded. So it's just Australian podcasts. Australian podcasts, 24-7, back-to-black. Back-to-back-to-black. That'll do. <laughs> but uh, Some of the best tech-related podcasts you'll see, or hear even, uh, new shows out at each Friday. So make sure you jump on there. All instructions, if you need some, are at aussietechradio.com. A-U-S-S-I-E techradio.com. All right, so that's about the end. That is the end of the this week's show. It's great to be back after a week off, and uh, I'll, I'll be away. Oh, yes. I'll talk to you about your little... Sojourn that you had last week All right. when we sign off. Okay, good stuff. All right, so I hope you guys enjoy that. It was a terrible state of origin, wasn't it? But uh, I don't know. I didn't don't know. watch it. Yeah, didn't look, watch it. I'm with you. I'm sick of it. I am so sick of it. And I'm and do you know what made me this is this would be my little ranty soapbox thing for the week. Oh, what makes me annoyed and sick to death of all this stuff is that Joey was right. New South Wales has got no heart. They've got no urgency. And then it comes. They get paid too much. And it comes. And I said last night after Queensland won, I said, "Stuff all this shaking hands business. Just get off the field. Like we've got to get some of this aggro back in the side. You know, some of this. They should be. They should be ashamed of themselves. They should have been crying in the dressing rooms. And I and I bet you they were thinking about where can we go for a beer. Yeah. And what? What they should. They should have gone home depressed, lying in bed, thinking, "Why? Why? Why me? Why me? Why me? Yeah. But there's no heart. You know why? Because there's nothing at stake. Because they get paid a squillion dollars regardless whether they win or lose. Mm. If it was performance-based payments, they would get off their asses. And that's what annoys me. And to and to demonstrate exactly that, in my opinion, is today, right? The day after that loss, that uh, I got through on my email, buy a ticket for game one next year, New South Wales home game in Melbourne. And that is what's wrong. Why do we always well, have to Well, that's lose? one of the things what's wrong. What, that's one of the things. Why do we always have to give up our home game to go and, and play fancy fingers with Melbourne? You know, like, Because Queensland keeps winning. Yeah, and Queensland keeps saying, we're not taking our home game to Melbourne. We're not doing well, that. Well, I tell you what, but see, but see they've, got, they've, got, um, they've got bargaining power. They say we've, we've won 11 out of 12. Yeah. But it's all, but right, and New South Wales. If New South Wales starts winning, they'll have some leverage too. Nah, and they can tell the they can tell the ARL to go or the NRL to go and get nodded. <laughs> but and not only that, the New South Wales Rugby League are too weak to stand up to the National Rugby League. That's yeah. part of it too. But you know what? Right, you got dumbheads running the place. But grand finals are always better than state of origin. So go Sharkies! <laughs> all right. But it is no. It's funny is in the last probably five years or six years. The state of origin prior to six years ago, just say, 2010, yeah. was always the biggest, most important, most exciting games of the year. Yes. Now, yeah. 
it's the grand final. Yeah. Well, look what's happened. No more fights. No more throwing cans. Nothing. There's nothing. It's gone. It's lost its pizzazz. And you know when you ever... can't you can't look at someone funny. You can't give someone the stink eye without getting a red card. Yeah. Because it's all oh don't don't upset the other players. Yeah, that's right. And you bring know, Les put Les Boyd back out there. Oh yes, please. And remember when they go around advertising, you know, and promoting it on Channel Nine and promoting it all over the place. What do they use? They use the footage of fights because that is promoting. Yep. And then they've taken all that out. The shoulder charge, it's all gone. Boo hoo. Yep. We'll see you next yep. week. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. And uh, go Sharkies. Woohoo. Uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye for now. Bye bye. See you, Eric. Bye, mate.